Hey everybody and welcome to Happiness Hacks. I'm John Davidson and in this episode I'm going to be showing you the easiest and quickest way to calm a busy, anxious mind. Do you think too much? Are those thoughts negative and unpleasant? Do you spend much of your time at war with your own mind? And does that internal conflict take you away from living a happy life? Then keep listening because I'm going to tell you how to solve this problem once and for all. Everybody wants to be happy. It's the one thing we all have in common. So why is it so difficult to achieve? I'm John Davidson. I'm a psychotherapist, and I've spent my entire life uncovering the secrets to human happiness. I believe it's possible to hack your happiness to live a richer, fuller, and more meaningful life. And in this podcast, I'm going to show you how. Welcome to Happiness Hacks. I want you to imagine for a moment, just a guy, you know, in the park, it's a sunny day and he sat on a bench and he's just feeding the ducks. He's just, he's got like a loaf of bread and he's ripping chunks off and he's just throwing it into the water. And every time he does that, he just sits and he just watches the little ducks and and he just, he kind of studies them and he's focused on them and He's just kind of enjoying watching them kind of scrapping over the bread and fighting over a bit of bread. And and the, the weather, the weather's beautiful. It's a beautiful sunny day. There's clear skies. There's nobody around. It's just him and the nature and the little ducks. Can you imagine? Can you put yourself in that situation? Can you imagine yourself in that situation? Okay, now how much do you think that person has on their mind. So how busy is their mind in that moment? Just imagine yourself there in that moment. (sighs) Not a care in the world. Sat on the bench. Little ducks. Beautiful park. Nowhere to go. Nothing to do. Nothing to worry about. The weather is beautiful. What is the quality of your mind like? You know? How much do you have on your mind? How busy is it? Okay, now imagine that you're at the top of a car park and there's somebody stood at the top of the car park that's threatening to throw themselves off and it's your job to try to talk them down. Okay, now see that person stood on that car park, see them clutching on, nearing towards the edge. You know, they're going to do it, they're going to do it, they're going to do it. You've got to try and stop them, you've got to try and stop them, right? Now, how much do you think that person has on their mind? How busy is their mind? How hectic are their thoughts? Now, I think we all have a vague sense that overthinking is a bad thing. You know, we know it's a problem. Uh, We will read memes about it on the internet and people will put little posts about it on Facebook and stuff like that. And, you know, little, little kind of tidbits of advice about, you know, don't overthink and you know, kind of like, you know, relax your mind and all that kind of stuff, you know. But I think very few people are aware of the extent of the problem. I mean, I believe that an overactive mind is the cause of all of our problems. 100% of our suffering is coming from that anxious state of mind. I mean, in the work that I do as a psychotherapist, I see people coming in with all kinds of symptoms that are linked to this kind of busy, anxious uh, over overactive mind, you know, stress, anxiety, depression, 
anger, addiction problems, OCD, eating disorders, destructive behaviors, relationship problems, even, you know, suicidality, they're all the result of an agitated, busy mind. I mean, it's a serious problem. It has a huge impact on human beings' mental health. And the simple way to think about it is this. A busy mind is away from mental health. So the busier your mind is, the further away you are from being mentally healthy. A quiet mind is the opposite. A quiet mind is towards mental health. So the quieter your mind, the more mentally healthy you are. The busier your mind, the more problems you're going to have, the more symptoms you're going to have. You know, and what I'm basically saying is things like addiction and, and depression, these are all symptoms of a busy mind. So, of course, if this is true, then the goal is to try to get your mind under control, right, so that you can quiet it down. Well, not quite. We're going to get into that in a minute. But first, I want you to take a look at the quality of your own mind. So just now, just check in with yourself and just notice, what's your mind like, you know? Is it busy? Is it frantic? Is it all shook up? Or is it calm and is it peaceful? If I were to lock you in a room, right? So let's just imagine this. Let's say that I locked you in a room and I took your mobile phone away, right? And so you couldn't, you couldn't distract yourself with your mobile phone. There's no TV or anything. It's an empty room. It's a room with a chair in it. You can just sit in that room and I lock you in that room for a full hour, so it's just you and your thoughts for an hour. How do you feel about that? Is, that? is the idea of that filling you with joy or is it filling you with dread? What state of mind do you think you would be in when I came back to let you out? You know, would you be peaceful and relaxed and calm or would you be distressed? And I guess the question I'm asking is, is your mind a nice place to be? Now, there's a secondary problem to all of this, which is it's not just that a busy mind, an anxious, agitated mind kind of ruins our mental health. It stops us from being happy, but it causes other side effects. The things that we do in order to try to escape our agitated mind, our anxious mind, in order to try to escape our our negative thoughts, these solutions, these these coping strategies can uh, present problems of their own. So think about all the things that you try to do to escape your thoughts and your feelings. You know, all of those little action distractions, the ways that we try to keep ourselves busy to avoid being alone with our own mind. Now think about the things that we do. You know, we, we work too much. We throw ourselves into exercise. We go out socializing. We, we go shopping. We spend money. We drink or we even get drunk. You know, we take drugs. We gamble, we waste time mindlessly on social media, you know, we, we, we kind of tinker with our inbox in our email, or we might try and like, oh, I'm going to get my emails tidied up, you know, or we're just generally fumbling with our phone, or we're just endlessly and mindlessly watching TV, just like binging on Netflix. There's all of these things that we do to try to distract ourselves from what's going on inside our own head. And the big problem with this is most of the time, these things are not our life goals. 
You know, I don't know many people who, when they sit down to write out their goals for their life, they would write down mindlessly and incessantly scrolling through social media. That is not a life goal that we have, that we set for ourselves. It's not what really what we want from our life, but it's something that we find ourselves doing as in like, like just to try to cope, you know, just to try to get through the day. And all of these action distractions, they kind of use up our time and they take us away from what we really care about. And life becomes about avoiding our internal experiences, avoiding our thoughts, avoiding our feelings. And it isn't really about living. You know, life becomes about avoiding and not about living. So what is the easy way to control our thoughts? Well, the truth is, you can't control your thoughts. That's a myth. It's just not simply possible. I mean, the the idea of controlling our own thoughts is crazy because what tends to happen in things like traditional CBT is we have a thought, right? We've already had the thought. A thought comes into our head and then we try to get rid of it. But we've already had it, so it's over. So we've, we've had a thought... And now we're actually just by trying to get rid of it, we're actually kind of focusing more attention on it, which makes it, it kind of sustains it. It kind of, it drags it out, you know, Um, it lingers. So this is not, the, the solution to this problem is not about controlling your thoughts. Put the idea that you can control your thoughts out of your mind. It's a very negative idea. If you think that a busy mind is the problem, then what you don't want to do, what you're looking for is less thinking, right? You're not looking for more thinking. Thinking about your thinking is just more thinking, and that's a busier mind that's taking you even further away from mental health. So that's not the solution. So the goal is not to control our thoughts, right? But the good news is you don't need to control your thoughts. You simply have to stop listening to them. And think of it like the mind is like a radio that's playing in the background, right? Now, there's two ways that you can listen to that radio. You can sit right next to the radio and you can give it all of your attention and you can listen to every word that is being said, you know, and let's imagine that it's, you know, it's a very negative radio station and all it's broadcasting is, is, is some really horrible concepts and ideas and predictions for the future. And as you listen to it intensely and giving it all of your focus and attention, Just imagine how that would feel to listen to it with that level of attention, that level of focus, right? Now imagine instead that you just simply let that radio station play in the background and instead you turn away from it and you go to the other side of the room and you engage in an activity that's important and meaningful to you. And as you get more and more engrossed in that activity, in that other activity, what happens to the radio, right? It just kind of fades into the distance. Have you ever had that experience where like you're, you're concentrating so hard on something that you don't realize that somebody's talking to you or that the TV is on, you know, in the background, it just kind of fades away? Well, this is what we're aiming for with our thinking is we want to treat our mind like it's a radio that's playing in the background and we let it do its thing and we let, we let it have its thoughts and we let it have its opinion and we let it have its commentary, but we don't have to listen to it. See, our mind is just doing what it was designed to do. Your mind is a problem-solving machine. That's all it's there for. It's interested in two things, the mind. It has, it has two priorities. One is keeping you alive, and the other one is conserving energy. And that's it. So it's looking for shortcuts, 
and it's looking for the quickest and easiest way of keeping you alive. Now, your brain doesn't care about you being happy unless being happy is, has a survival advantage. And most of the time it doesn't, you know? So what your brain is doing is it's warning you about potential dangers. It's predicting the future based on past experiences. So it's saying, oh, this bad thing happened in the past. Careful, that doesn't happen again in the future. Oh, we got hurt in that past relationship. You're, you shouldn't trust people going forwards because you're going to get hurt in that future relationship, you know? Oh, you were bullied in your last job. You're probably going to be bullied in your fu- future job. So it's just warning you there's a chance that you're going to get hurt. This situation is a bit like that last time, that time before, you know, so let's do what worked last time. So it's it's like taking what we've learned in the past and, and, and tr- trying to encourage you to do it again because it thinks it's it's helpful. It thinks it's helping you. Now, we don't want to turn this off because, you know, your mind is kind of like an overprotective parent. It's always kind of pointing out the things that could go wrong and the things that you should be aware of. And it wants to bring your attention to certain things. And if you turned this off, you'd be dead in a ditch within a week. I mean, you would just do something ridiculously stupid. Um, You'd walk out in front of a train thinking, I could probably make that. And then that would be the end of you, right? So this part of your brain that says careful, cautious, you know, slow down, think about it. It's, it's essential for our survival. So your brain doesn't care how happy you are. It only cares how alive you are. And you might think of it as kind of safe at any cost. And your mind will happily sacrifice your happiness to ensure your safety. So you don't want to turn it off and we can't control it. So what do we do instead? Well, there's something you can control. You can control your attention. You can control what you give your attention to. And you can learn to focus that attention away from your negative thinking. Like I said with the radio example, you know, the the goal is not to turn the radio off or try to turn it down or even try to change what is being broadcast on the radio. It is simply to move your attention away from listening to it and give your attention to something else instead. You see, energy flows where attention goes. So what you give your attention to, that's like feeding it, right? It's like we're supplying energy to it. So it gets stronger. So if we give our energy to our anxious mind, it f- we're feeding our anxious mind. We're, we're nourishing it. We're strengthening it. And you can think about it this way. Um, I do think this is quite a good metaphor for the mind. It's kind of like a snow globe. The more you do to shake the snow globe, you know, the, the more kind of busy and the more chaotic it gets. And it doesn't matter what you try to do. That you, know, you might shake a snow globe and you might think, right, I want this snow globe to settle. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to shake it in the opposite direction or I'm going to, I'm going to try a different technique. I read something on the internet and it told me that if, I, if you spin it upside down, like kind of like, you know, head over tail, you spin it that way, that helps. No, that didn't help. Okay, well, what if I, I, if I shake it in a circular motion? No. Okay, what if I do it frantically back and forward from side to side? This is what most of us are doing. We're trying to do something to control our mind. But what we're basically doing is just shaking the snow globe, shaking the snow globe, shaking the snow globe, shaking the snow globe. And of course, what do we do if we want the snow globe to settle? We put it down. We leave it alone. We stop messing with it. See, calm 
is our default setting of our mind. Our mind's default setting is peaceful unless we are doing something to agitate our mind. So what we want to do is leave it alone and it settles naturally. Your mind will settle on its own without you doing anything. See, the issue is that we are all just feeling our thinking. And the more caught up we are in our thoughts, the stronger those emotions. And generally, the stronger the emotions, the more we feel like it's a problem and it requires our attention, right? But really, those emotions are just coming from the fact that we are taking our thinking very seriously. In that moment, we're believing what we're thinking. We're giving it all of our attention. We're taking it all really seriously, we're, we're treating it like it's facts, you know, like our, what our mind is saying. It's a fact. It's not just a, a prediction of the future. It's not just an idea. It's not just a suggestion. It's fact. It's real. It's true. It's important. It's significant. I need to take it seriously. I need to give this my attention. You know, and the truth is, thinking, it's just like dreaming with your eyes open. It's just random nonsense happening inside of your own head. It's just your mind going blah, 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 blah. And it means nothing. And we don't have to listen to it. And we don't have to take it seriously. You know, you might have heard this before, but we, we don't have to believe everything we think. The goal is to take it less seriously. And when you can take it less seriously, when you can see that it means nothing and it's not important, it's easier to stop giving it all of your attention and to focus on other things. Now, there was a study done in America that had, it was a massive study. I think it had something like 45,000 participants in it. And it, it was simply this. Texts were sent out during the day at random. And the first text said, on a scale of 1 to 10, how happy are you right now? And then people would respond to that text. And then they would immediately be followed up with a second text that said, just before we asked you the question of how happy you were, were you thinking about something that was actually happening or you were, were you thinking about something that wasn't happening? You know, so basically, were you in reality dealing with reality or were you in your head, you know, dealing with your imagination? And they found an incredible correlation, which is simply this. People report higher levels of happiness when they are engaged with reality, the life that's right in front of them, than when they're in their heads engaging with their imagination. Even when what they were imagining was positive, right? So even when you're thinking happy thoughts, you're less happy than if you're not thinking any thoughts at all. That if you're not, well, I say, obviously, you, you can't not think thoughts, but when you're not focusing on what you're thinking. So people who were in their lives, engaging with the world around them, talking to the person in front of them, you know, really giving their full attention to the task that they are doing. Those people report higher levels of happiness than people who are lost in their heads, even if what they're thinking about is positive. So the simple fact is this. The more attention that we give to our thinking the more miserable we are and the busier our mind gets. And a busy mind is away from mental health. And the aim is to let the mind settle because a quiet mind is a healthy mind. And the way to do that is leave it alone. Stop messing with it. Stop agitating it. Stop playing with it. Stop trying to fix it. Stop shaking the snow globe. 
Now, I know this is contrary to a lot of popular advice. Um, you know, I live in England and in the UK, we have the NHS, which is our, you know, our free healthcare service. Um, and the NHS in the UK provides really a, just a very basic form of CBT. And it often isn't even delivered by therapists. Sometimes it's delivered by, uh, you know, nurses that have been trained to do a little bit of CBT. So it's very, 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 very basic, very low level. Um, and what that encourages people to do is to think more about their thinking. You know, keep a thought diary, write down everything you think, focus on what you think, pay attention to what you're thinking, you know, challenge the thought, find evidence that disproves that that thought is true. Think about your thinking, think about your thinking, more thinking, more thinking, more thinking. Analyze the content of your thinking, take it all very seriously. And of course, this is the opposite of what we need to be doing, because more thinking equals more suffering. That's the simple fact. So how do we do it? You know, how do we stop paying so much attention to our thoughts? Well, there's a couple of things that I mean, I've, I've tried everything, you know, that there is out there. Every possible suggestion, every possible therapy. And here, here's the ones that work for me. So first of all, meditation is really important. Because being able to focus your mind, focus your attention away from your thoughts and put it under something else instead, that's a kind of skill. You know, that's a muscle that needs to be strengthened. And meditation is the way to do that. So meditation is all about learning how to focus your attention. So for instance, uh, with meditation, you might focus on your breath or on your breathing. And whenever we get you know, kind of distracted by our thoughts, the goal is to kind of bring our attention back to our breathing. And it isn't really about the breathing or about the thoughts, but it's about noticing when your mind gets distracted and then bringing it back. And then it gets distracted and then you practice bringing it back. And every time you bring your attention back to your breath, you're strengthening that that muscle, that focusing muscle. And you're taking control of what your mind does, like where your mind goes when it wanders. So it will wander because that's what it does. But you bring it back. And the, the act of bringing it back and practicing bringing it back, it makes you more able to, to, to divert your attention or to focus your attention uh, in just kind of day-to-day -day life. So you might sit in a chair for 10 minutes each day and just practice moving your attention around and then that will help you throughout the rest of the day and of course over time we get better and better and better at this because it's just a skill that we can develop and there's loads of apps out there that can help you with meditation i mean headspace is is, is the big one and uh, that's all about learning how to focus your attention but you might want to you know try getting one of those apps and just do a little bit of meditation every day at least 10 minutes a day, that's what I aim for. But, you know, anything, if you start with five minutes, three minutes, anything, anything will help. And the other thing I do that's really um, useful or I find is really effective is uh, when I realize that I'm caught up in my thoughts, and generally the I realize that because I feel crap, right? So I'm like, oh, God, I feel absolutely horrible. What's going on? And then I'll check in with my mind and I'll be like, oh, my God, yeah, I've got a lot of thinking going on and I'm really caught up in all of that thinking. First of all, what I do is I say to myself, stop, right, stop, this isn't helping. Being caught up in all of this thinking, this isn't helping. This isn't helping you to feel the way you want to feel. This isn't helping you to do the things you want to do. So you just stop, your, you catch yourself, notice that you're caught up in your thinking and say, stop, this isn't, isn't helping. And then I immediately try to connect with the reality that is around me. So the idea is to get out of your head 
and back into the real world. And the best way to do this is through your senses, through your five senses. So try this now. If it's safe to do so, try this with me now. All right, so just notice how busy your mind is. Just check in with yourself and go, okay, is this a, you know, have I got a quiet mind? Is my mind healthy or is it very busy and agitated? Okay, now this is how we get ourselves out of our head and back into the real world. Look around you and I want you to see if you can notice five things that you haven't seen before. So just do a quick scan around and just notice five things you haven't noticed before. Just give your attention to finding those things. Okay, when you've done that, what about three things you can hear right now? Three distinctly different sounds. What can you hear? Can you distinguish between those different noises? Okay, what about two things you can touch? So just find something in your environment that has texture and just feel it. It could be a table. Just feel the table. It could be the chair that you're sitting on. It could be your own clothes, you know. It could be the steering wheel of your car. But just notice what it feels like, what those textures feel like, okay? So look around you and take in the world around you. Notice the sounds around you. Notice the textures around you. Depending on where you are, if you're drinking a cup of coffee, you can smell the coffee, you can taste the coffee. Give your attention to those sensory experiences, right? And what you'll notice is the more that you absorb yourself in, re in the reality as you experience it through your senses, the more distance you get from your thinking. And that allows you to let, kind of set the snow globe down and it will begin to settle. So what I do is I catch myself thinking and I say, stop, this isn't helping. And then I immediately throw my attention out in front of me to the world around me. I look around, I listen, I touch things, I smell things, I taste things. I completely absorb myself in, in the re reality of the world that I'm in. And this gives me the distance from my thinking that allows my mind to begin to settle. So this is the best technique that I've thought of. So meditation helps me as a kind of formal practice to be able to learn how to strengthen my ability to move my attention off my thoughts and place it onto the things around me. But the best the best activity I found for just let it, leaving my mind alone, letting go of my thoughts, putting the snow globe down, giving it a chance to settle, is just get more into the world around you. Use your senses. Be where you are. Like in that American study, people who said that they were engrossed in reality, they, they uh, reported higher levels of happiness than people who said that they were in their heads. So this is what we do. This is the solution. Get into reality. Get out of your head and into your life. Now, this can be a difficult habit to break. So there's a couple of resources that I've created to try to help. First of all, as always, there's a worksheet that goes along with this episode. Um, and you can download that. And that's going to uh, go into a bit more detail in these five senses, kind of reality grounding techniques, you know, how to get out of your head and into reality. And the other thing is, of course, we've got a Facebook group for people who listen to the podcast and people are very active in there in supporting each other to, um, to, to kind of practice the, the skills and to make these positive changes happen 
in their lives. And you can get access to both of those things by going to happinesshacks.net. So what if you don't need to control your thoughts to have more peace of mind? What if you simply have to stop listening to them? Practice setting the snow globe down. Let the radio play harmlessly in the background. Focus on the world around you and see how that makes you feel. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Happiness Hacks. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. I'll see you next time.